Hey everyone, welcome to the Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred May 4th. Today, I thought we would continue on our recent trend of multiple topics for the day, and also days in general. I'm pretty sure I don't have to say much more about that because we all know what the day is, especially if you're a fan of film and television, 80s pop culture, and people named George. The year was 1982, and on this day, May 4th, George and Lucille Bluth started the Newport Beach Cinco de Cuatro. Cinco de Cuatro is from the fourth season of Arrested Development, and is not an actual holiday in the real world, at least not in the way that it is in the show. So what are the origins? The in-show explanation of Quattro came about because of the inconveniences it caused the wealthy Bluth family. The inconvenience in this case was that their maid and Hispanic staff took Cinco de Mayo off and this made Lucille mad. Mad enough that she devised a plan that would, in her eyes, be the end of the celebrations of Cinco de Mayo. The plan was simple. There could be no celebration, there could be no party if there were no party supplies or food. So a new localized holiday was created for the Newport Beach area that would take place on the eve of Cinco de Mayo and would take all of the decorations and all of the food that were intended for the 5th. In doing so, there would be nothing left for the more well-known early May celebration, making the Bluths Essentially, the Grinch of the situation, a comparison that the series itself points out with its Seuss-like rhymes. The intended side effect of this was that because there was no decorations, there would be no need for the Hispanic house staff to take off work, and initially, surprisingly, this whole plan of Lucille Bluth worked. It worked until the Hispanic community of Newport began to embrace the new holiday, according to the show, for financial reasons. The holiday began to grow more and more over the years until it became a powerhouse of a celebration that rivaled that of not only Cinco de Mayo, but also, probably, the likes of Mardi Gras and other festivals of similar type. The festival has even made its way into the real world, just not to that scale, with fan festivals held all over. On to the next one. The year was 2013, and on this day, May 4th, the first May the 4th Be With You Star Wars Day was held by Disney. The origins of May the 4th begin all the way back in the 70s, just maybe not the year you're thinking of. It was not 1977, the release year of the original Star Wars, but instead 1979 with the election of Margaret Thatcher. Not the origin you were expecting, was it? To celebrate Thatcher's win, making her the first female British Prime Minister, her party took out a full half-page ad in the London Evening News that read simply, May the 4th be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. 
The phrase has further ties to Parliament, as is shown that in 1994, Harry M. Cohen, a member of the Labour Party, used it while debating a defense bill. To be fair, however, the phrase is also contributed to the summer of 1978. In this instance, it was used to denote the 4th of July celebrations. To further muddle the origin story, it is also attributed to Randy Tom, who, while on the set of Return of the Jedi, May 4th, 1982, came up with the pun while shooting the Redwood Forest indoor scenes. Honestly, we could keep going into who used it first, but in reality, it's going to be like one of those impossible-to-answer questions like, are Lego minifigs made out of house, or are houses made out of Lego minifigs? It's best not to think about it too much. What we do know is that the phrase has been used in some capacity since the 1970s by multiple people and institutions. Former NASA astrophysicist Jeanne Cavalos used it in her 1999 book The Science of Star Wars, which may have led to an increase in popularity of the phrase in some circles, culminating at the time in being used by the Star Wars marketing department for the release of the prequel film Star Wars Episode Three: The Revenge of the Sith in the long-ago year of 2005. Then something happened that would change the course of the now somewhat popular pun forever. In October 2012, the Disney Corporation announced a deal to acquire Lucasfilm, the company behind Star Wars. In the following months, Star Wars news flooded the media and it again culminated, for the time, in Disney releasing or announcing a wave of new toys, films, shows, and news on that day. With all of this, the day was still not officially recognized until the year was 2020 and on this day, May 4th, California lawmakers voted to officially declare May 4th as Star Wars Day in recognition of the Disneyland opening of Galaxy's Edge. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me on, helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, the fourth will be with you. Always.